0: You know, I, I think back to the days when my son was in high school and I'd watch him playing video games and I think to myself, you know, you're, you're pretty good at this. It's a, it's a shame you can't play varsity at some college somewhere or something. Well, fast forward just a few short years and esports is bigger than ever and there are teams at high schools and colleges all over the country. And in fact, my son as a new teacher is also going to be an assistant coach in eSports this year. It is growing in popularity and impact. And to tell us more about it, Dalton McGee is here. He is the head coach for eSports in District 186. Dalton, welcome to the program. Great to have you here.
1: Thanks for, for talking to me today.
0: Well, it's, it's a pleasure uh, to hear about uh, the newly chosen Springfield Capitals team for uh, the, the upcoming school year. So in District 186, we essentially have one team across all the schools. Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, basically all three schools, the high school students can try out. And then we guarantee that 20% of the team will come from each of the three. And the remaining 40% is whatever we need to put the best team together possible. Uh, That way, the students are as best uh, given opportunities, no matter which of the three high schools they come from.
0: You know, we we all uh, can picture in our mind how uh, a football tryout or a baseball tryout might go. You had your tryouts this week for eSports. What was that structured like, and and how did you go about picking the team?
1: So we have six different games we play, and whenever I tell people about eSports, I kind of equate it to talking about track and field. You know, if you say you do track, the follow-up question is, what event do you do? Well, eSports are similar. You can say, well, you play eSports, what game do you play? And so we have six different games with the Capitals, and we took four hours a night, six nights of last week, one game each night, to watch the kids play, to gather some data on them, very similar to how you would do for football or any traditional sport. And the added bonus is with eSports, we get in game statistics given to us live of the players, whereas if you're a football coach watching a tryout, you have to really rely on your eyeball test sometimes. In eSports, we have a lot more data to support our decision.
0: So, uh, tell me about the different games that you have chosen uh, teams and, and put them together uh, to play. Uh, are, are there different skill sets involved in in the different esports that the, your teams are playing?
1: Absolutely. So, we're actually a part of the Illinois High School Esports Association, and they sanction six different games. And, and all of them have different you know, objectives and goals. For example, one of them is called Rocket League. And that's always sort of the, um, I I sort of joke, it's the gateway esport, because no matter whether you know esports or not, Rocket League is just soccer with cars. And people can generally follow that. So, you know, you have kids that no matter what game, they need to develop leadership skills, they need to develop communication skills, interpersonal skills when, you know, things can get tense. Uh, And then obviously, they have to be good at what they're doing. and, And they have to practice. And Some games are more repetition-based, like free throws, but some of them, they just have to have some natural talent for it.
0: Yeah, I uh, I watched my son for years play Overwatch, and I'll be honest with you, after years of watching it, I still don't really get exactly you know, how, <laughs> how 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 it's scored, how you've determined that you've done well in it. Rocket League, like you said, that one I get. You know, it's playing soccer, but you're actually driving virtual cars to knock a huge soccer ball into huge nets. It is a cool game, but man, does it require a lot of coordination. You have to really understand physics and how the angles of you you know, of striking the, the soccer ball work. So this is a, definitely a sport that requires fast reflexes, but it requires thinking skills too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, there's been some measurements made of some various esports that have been popular through the years of the number of milliseconds these people have to react, and they equate to Olympic athletes. And and, and you know, love esports or not, the data are there, and these kids are doing some remarkable things with their fine motor skills. And like you said. Just the split-second decision-making, the changing of their game plans, calling audibles. I mean, it feels very much like a traditional sport in those regards.
0: We're talking with Dalton McGee. He is the head coach for eSports in District 186. Uh, Dalton, this next question is going to sound like I'm being a smart aleck, and I swear to you I'm really not. I'm just genuinely <laughs> curious about this uh, because you you have practices. Uh, you're starting this up for some of the sports, and this will continue on through the year. And so before you actually get into competition with other other schools and other school districts you, you've got to practice for it uh, and and like i said this is going to sound like a bit of a jerk question but do you have to kind of like physically warm up i mean you, you know you're you have to have a lot of dexterity uh moving the fingers manipulating the buttons and, and everything do you have to actually like physically warm up to get ready to play or is it all just mental preparation
1: so there's de- definitely a physical component of it i mean ask anybody to try to take their mouse and their computer and click very small spots with extreme accuracy at a very high speed and see whether they needed to the warm up to do that or not. I mean, we use some com- some programs like AIM Labs, for example, puts targets on the screen, and they have to quickly hit as many as they can. Um, Rocket League warm-ups are a little different because, like you said, it's basically playing soccer with these cars and, and warming up your you know uh, mechanics and the physics of the game. And then there's the mental component, too. I mean, you know that video games can be extremely fun, and just like any sport can also be extremely infuriating when they're not going well. <laughs> and so th- these kids have to prepare themselves As a team, prepare themselves mentally for their strengths and weaknesses. And then, yeah, they need to warm up and be ready to go. And Because we play at the highest level in our state and uh, some of the highest levels in our country on our team. And these kids are going up against very very good opponents
0: so so tell me how the the matches work you know when we think about uh, most school athletics uh, the teams come together on a field of play they're in close contact with each other Uh, are esports played uh, in in proximity to one another do you play at all remotely how how does it actually come together in the actual competition
1: so i think it's better to answer in, in regards to what it's like when COVID is not part of the equation Um, because that's obviously changed a lot. But normally the regular season matches, the kids can uh, congregate at Lanphier High School in our eSports arena where we have gaming PCs and all these things set up for them. And they play against schools from across the state, such as Naperville North or even Glenwood. And if the schools are close enough, then we do at times when we can go in person and have an in-person LAN competition against them. We've gone to Glenwood for a cool social where – the teams had pizza together and got to know each other and then competed in front of the whole state on their Twitch stream in front of, uh, against each other. And so both of those happen. And then when the teams do get to the state playoffs, that's when the final four teams in the playoffs meet together and uh, are all in the same place. It's broadcast for the whole state and country, and it's a really cool thing.
0: Uh, but obviously, with uh, the pandemic, you've had to make some alterations to that. So basically, is each school now competing uh, from from their own home uh, computers, uh, you know, uh, by home, I mean at the school, their own computer labs? How do you adjust for, say, different connection speeds or differences in equipment, et cetera?
1: So it's different for every school. In District 186, we Six, we're very lucky to have been well-supported by our administration. And Internet speed is never a concern in our esports arena. Um, The other thing is, at no no time, do there need to be more than six kids in the room? So that allows us to properly socially distance and keep their masks on while they're playing. And so less than traditional sports, -sports, eSports, they're not affected as much, and we can still function the same way. The only thing we can't do as much is we can't travel to Glenwood for that in-person game. And if COVID, God help us, is still being a problem come, you know, playoff time, then we may not be able to go for the in-person playoffs, but... Because of the arena and the the facilities we have, uh, we'll be able to play no matter what,
0: pandemic or not. You mentioned an Illinois High School Esports Association. Uh, Are are these matches actually sanctioned by the IHSA, the Illinois High School Association? Uh, And is it treated like other extracurricular athletic activities?
1: So. The IHSA lists esports currently as an emerging sport and activity. And so we're expecting that next year after the pandemic, they will fully endorse it as a varsity sport. Many states have. And so for the time being, the IHSA is not as much a part of the equation. Uh, the IHSEA, the esports association, as you mentioned, is actually affiliated with a national organization called the North American Scholastic Esports Federation, or NACIF. And we play at the state level, and our state champions go on to play at the national tournament in that league. So we are part of two bigger governing bodies. The IHSA is not yet part one of those, uh, but we're expecting they'll be jumping into that and then we'll function the exact same as every other varsity sport does right
0: now. Uh, and when we go through the season and we do get to playoffs and, and tournaments, et cetera, uh, what's the public's ability to actually watch this unfold, whether it's during the regular season or the postseason?
1: So at all times, the Capitals stream on our Twitch channel... If for anyone that's unfamiliar with Twitch, it's basically online TV, and it's, it's free to watch. You go to twitch.tv on your computer or your smartphone or even an app you can get on your phones, and then all you do is look up Capitals Esports. And every match we play, we stream there for all everybody to watch. Our parents are watching, our other teammates that are not playing that are watching. We have uh, just actually spent a good deal of money on a company called eUnited bringing our graphics and uh, broadcasting capabilities up to a professional level So people will be stunned watching that it feels sometimes like they're watching Major League Baseball with some of these graphics we can put on the screen and ways we can make the broadcast look real and professional so that we set these kids up to be viewed by colleges, or prospective employers and say, hey, these guys are serious. This is someone to take a look
0: at. Well, and you anticipated my next question, because not only are you the uh, head coach of eSports for District 186, but you also uh, are the eSports head coach at Lincoln Land Community College. So let's talk about post-high school. Uh, Can students parlay uh, these skills into scholarships? Is there at some point down the road, quote-unquote, professional opportunities to compete in eSports? Absolutely. I mean, Lincoln Land, we offer full scholarships for eSports and we're not alone. And we gave out a number of those
1: this year. These kids, you know, I always tell parents and teachers that aren't as tuned to eSports, you know, when a kid is passionate about something and they're good at it and colleges offer to pay money for it, there is just not a downside. And they can then use, you know, if they're interested in pursuing a career in eSports, just like any sport, it doesn't have to be playing. Some of them will be good enough to go professional, but some of them can become broadcasters or graphic designers or, you know, business owners. You know, eSports have all of those opportunities that traditional sports have. And if a kid's passionate about eSports, to me, that's no different than a passion about baseball, carrying them into a career related to baseball. Same thing there for
0: eSports. A lot of things have been disrupted this school year, but eSports still going on strong. The Springfield Capitals, the District 186 team, and again, just look for uh, Capitals eSports at twitch.tv to be able to follow along with their matches throughout this upcoming school year. Dalton McGee is the head coach for eSports in District 186. Dalton, really appreciate the time this afternoon. Good to talk to you.
1: Thanks for chatting with me, Jim.